Welcome to Biblical Perspectives on Aging, the podcast where you and your church will find answers to the difficult questions that arise as we grow older. On behalf of Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams. I'm glad to have Derek Tam with us on Biblical Perspectives for Aging this week. And Derek is the administrator at the Ashland campus. And Derek, before we get into some of that and, and everything that you have going on there, could you just introduce yourself and share a little bit about what led you to follow the path of serving senior adults? Sure. Um, yeah, I'm so I, I'm Derek. I'm the administrator here in Ashland, and I started in, I guess it was last June. Um, I took over for our first administrator who retired. Um, but I honestly, I had no idea I'd ever end up in a role like this. Um, <laughs> but I grew up on the West Coast um, in outside of Seattle and actually in Hawaii when I was in high school. Um, but growing up, I had um, I was really fortunate. I had most of my grandparents and great grandparents were alive, and I ended up developing really strong relationships with with actually quite a few of them. And um, some of them are still with us, but several have have passed on by now. But that I, I ended up kind of getting started um, working with with seniors actually through them. Um, I was I ended up joining the Gideons when I was in my twenties. I was working in a law firm as a paralegal, and I ended up joining as probably the youngest Gideon in the in the area. Okay. Um, my grandpa was a part of that organization, so I ended up working alongside of him, and just ended up finding step by step along my my career. I've found it it keeps coming back to serving serving the senior community. Um, I ended up working for a while. And then I went on to seminary and served as a pastor for a while in rural Indiana. And uh, I liked a lot of different aspects of that job as well. And the thing that I keep coming back to is it was serving the seniors. That was really the enjoyable part. Um, I used to go visit some of the, sh- the shut-ins as they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd go travel around and some of the best afternoons I had were actually sitting there having a cup of coffee or tea, talking with some of these folks who, who hadn't been to church in a long time, um, but just having that wonderful conversation and experience there. Uh, so then I ended up coming to the Baptist home and did um, advancement before this, um, but I've, I've just been nothing but pleased with working with our seniors. So very, very excited about that calling. Well, good. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing that. So as I mentioned uh, just a moment ago, you are the administrator at the Ashland campus, and that is the newest campus for Baptist Homes and Ministries. Can you share what makes the Ashland campus unique? Uh, Obviously, apart from where we're going momentarily, because you have a lot of new things, but just in general, some of the things that makes the campus unique across the different locations? Sure. Yeah. So Ashland is, I, I like to think of it, it's the Best combination of 100 plus years of experience combined with innovation that we've found actually largely based on that experience. So we've taken a lot of the lessons that we found at our other three locations, and now we've put them into practice here. Um, We've got a beautiful location, which actually isn't unique at all. If you go to any of our campuses, you get these these beautiful um, areas, lots of space, um, nice homes. But in Ashland, we've got, we're right, right next to Columbia and Jeff City. Um, so we're 15 minutes away from each. 
And yet we're in a little small town called Ashland and our next door neighbors to the north, it's, it's farmland. We've got woods and creeks on both sides of our property. Um, so you can be in Columbia at Walmart or Lowe's or any place you want to go in 15 minutes. <laughs> and yet you can walk outside and you can see deer in your backyard and you've got turkeys, um, you got everything like that. And so my favorite thing is I'm, I'm, my office has windows out onto a roadway and I watch the residents as they walk around the loop because we're, we're at the end of the road. Okay. Uh, and so they're out enjoying the sunshine, especially today. It's just beautiful. And so Ashland's got this nice rural feel, even though we're right next to the, all the amenities you could want. And then at the same time, we're updating this campus to all of the modern access control, for instance. Um, I just actually got off a, of a phone call right before this with our new, uh, the company that's going to provide access control. So it's all electronic fobs for entering and leaving buildings. Um, each resident is assigned to certain access. Other areas they, that they don't need to be in, they don't, they don't have access to that. We have staff members, we can do the same thing. So our cleaning crew can get where they need to go without bothering somebody. But at the same time, if there's an area that they don't need to be in, they, they don't have access to that. And we're, we're excited as we're incorporating some of the technology while still keeping the, the Baptist home feel. So we're not, we're not going so high tech, we lose our uh, contact with our residents, but um, it's kind of a fun combination there. I think the, the most important thing though, is even as we're incorporating some of these new ideas here, we don't want to lose what we've gained over a hundred mm -hmm. years in Baptist home. So I'm, I'm confident that residents will find the same level of care that they've grown to expect with the Baptist home. Okay. Well, I, I can, I can tell the energy in your voice, you know, you're excited about uh, some of the new, but obviously where you started in, in the first question about your background with your parent, your grandparents and great grandparents and such, uh, that there's, there's a nice feel uh, both ways on that. So, well, besides the newness of technology, uh, there, this is a new time for an old organization, if you will, and for your campus to a degree. We're recording this interview just a few days before the grand opening that's going to take place, and this will air just a few days afterwards. Uh, but so, could you take just a, a little bit of a uh, little bit of time to share what is going to happen on April first? Sure. Yeah, April first is a big day for us. Um, it. It's a milestone because it marks the end of the independent living phase of our campus, which is something we've been working on for uh, actually for about five years now. Okay. Um, and it's, it marks the start of the building of the skilled side of, of care for us. Um, so what, what we're going to have um, is a ribbon cutting because our apartment building for our congregate living apartment building will open up. And so we'll have um, 12 new units come online that day. We've already got half of them are spoken for, but we do have some more room, uh, but we've got folks moving in. And so we're doing a ribbon cutting with the Chamber of Commerce in Ashland. And then at the same time, right after that, we're gonna step across the street into the open field across the way. And we're doing the groundbreaking for our skilled side of things. And, and actually I shouldn't say skilled side, it's the assisted living, intermediate care and skilled uh, okay. center that we're gonna be building, as well as the Duke Nelson Chapel. 
um, which will be kind of the, the hub that those, those other uh, levels of care are based around. Uh, so it is going to be a busy day. We've got people coming in. We have our, our trustees will be there, hopefully, as, as many as can make it. Uh, sure. I know some are doing it by Zoom, but we're excited to have people come in for that. Uh, we're going to have cake and we're going to make a big celebration of this because this is a milestone. This means at this point we'll have one, two, and three bedrooms available for independent living. And then, of course, this is also the first step towards getting the rest of the campus built. So you said five years, approximately five years on getting the current independent living section set mm-hmm. and, and now completed. Uh, and the, and that is part one. How long do you estimate that the from the groundbreaking forward on these three different areas that you're bringing together in the chapel as well? How long do you project that to be, Derek? Yeah, we're our, our best guess at this point is about a year and a half. Um, we're, we're shooting for third quarter of 2022, and uh, at least so far, things are going really smoothly for that. We've got um, our plans are, are in fate, uh, into the city of Ashland, so we're, we're working with them, and we're also working with the state with the certificate of need process, um, and everything in both those areas has gone really well. So we're at the point where we're, we're ready to start actually working the ground and setting foundations and all that. So we're, we're hopeful that that third quarter 2022 date is a, is a realistic goal. Well, good, good. So obviously going forward, there's going to be some challenges that, that are unknown at this point that, that are going to come up. That just happens. But let's reflect back. Uh, what are some things, some of the challenges perhaps that you faced either personally uh, or as the organization, the Baptist Homes, uh, that as you planned and waited for April 1st to come? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we've been through a lot of things here. You know, for a new campus, um, there's been a, a design change that we've gone through. And, and that's reflected because there has been a leadership change here. The initial, the original um, administrator is no longer with the project. He's retired after many years working for the Baptist Home. Um, and also we were under a different president back then as well. And so um, we've, we've revisited a lot of the original ideas and we've taken what we hope are the really good parts of that plan and then they've made some modifications to that, um, that that reflect experience that we've had at other locations. And then also here, as we've, you know, we've had residents living here for a couple of years now. So we've taken all those things and our whole plan has, has changed a little bit. Originally, we had this idea that we do a bunch of small homes uh, for our assisted living care. And the idea is wonderful um, as far as getting to know each other very well. So we like some of those aspects, but then there's some other problems that we were facing. Um, that, and I think this winter was a great example. It was so cold and we had snow on the ground and and the idea of, of leaving those small homes to go to a church service, mm-hmm. uh, the chapel, if it's a standalone building, it, it just became difficult logistically. So in the process of trying to work with all this, we've, we've been going through some growing pain. So we've, we've made modifications to our plan. Um, and that's, that's always a difficult thing as you're, as you're taking your master plan and adjusting it. But I think we've done well with that. I hope so. I feel like we have the leadership and the, the board of trustees and, and even the convention behind us in a way where you can feel the energy and, 
and the push to complete this project. Um, at, at one point, we, we were kind of waiting here. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know whether we'd want to continue at full pace with building or, or back off. Okay. And we've had nothing but excitement for the project, which has been wonderful on my end, at least, because I, <laughs> I get to see all the work going on around me as I look out the window. Um, so that's, that's been tough, uh, dealing with some of the changes there. But I feel like we've come to a good place now. And a lot of just looking back over the, the work that was done um, over the last five years, roughly, Ron Mackey, who, who was our director of advancement at the time, likes to tell the story about coming out and looking at this property the first time and he, he was wearing a suit and it was snowing and he, he walked all over the place because it was perfect. And then I know that from there, it was one step at a time. And at one point we had this place looked flat as a pancake. There wasn't a tree left on the place, oh, wow. no grass. And we knew it was progress, but you looked around and you're like, oh, I really hope this comes together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. now, now you look around and, and it's starting to look um, actually quite beautiful again. So, yeah. So as, as the new buildings begin next week or theoretically this week with the groundbreaking and such, uh, you mentioned that you, you, your windows, you're able to look out and you're able to see uh, the, the residents walking around the circle and stuff, but the uh-huh. new uh, the new facilities will be across the street. Is that within your eyesight out your window? Or are you going to be able to get a, a real-time look day by day? Or are you going to have to walk out the door down the hall and, and be able to see that a little bit? I'm, I'm fortunate. I've got two sides, uh, two windows that I can look at. One looks towards the existing set and then the other one is pointed right towards the new project. Okay. <laughs> so all okay. I have to do is swivel around behind my desk and I, I should be able to get a good view of what they're doing for the day. Yeah, that well, that with the like I said earlier, Derek, the energy that you have, the, the excitement, you can just hear that in your voice about this, and and so I think that will allow you to keep uh, a little bit of energy under others as you're able to look out your window and and continue to see that. So so that's great. So as as Ashland, uh, as you said, you already have some people that are ready to move in. There's some more room in the uh, facility that is just completed. But what does this overall expansion of the Ashland campus mean for current residents and or prospective residents uh, at that location? Yeah, well, we've gone, we will go from 20 residents to um, anywhere from 30 to, to 35 residents, probably, as we fill this new building up. And I'll when you start to think about it that way, you realize you're, you're almost doubling your population. So there'll be growing pains there too. And and hopefully in a good way. Um, Actually, I'm finding a lot of the new residents already know somebody here because word of mouth is spread enough that they're, they're inviting their friends to move in, which is a wonderful thing for us um, because we know they get along already. But as, as this is growing, it also means we can expand our staff a little. We're, we're actually in the process of looking to hire a campus pastor, um, and we're, we're, we're working on the details, but we're hoping that they can come on board sometime this summer, um, and there would be an element where they might also do activities for our residents as well. But right now, because we're, we've been small, I've been doing a Bible study once a week, which is, which is really nice to get together, but it's, it's not the same as having a campus pastor here, of course. Sure. And so I'm excited for that because that means that the level of spiritual care is going to take a step up as we go through this. 
And then also we've been trying to do a once a month social activity, which has been lots of fun for everybody. Um, but I'm excited to see that that grow as well, especially now that the weather's gotten better, people are getting out more. I'm, I'm excited to see how that plays out. We have, we have lots of space at our office, so we have folks come in here. But in this new apartment building that's, uh, that's opening, we have a large common living area and kitchen that's available to residents to use. And like if they have family come in or if they just want to go out and visit. But I also see that occasionally we may do activities there um, and go enjoy. Uh, we, we did St. Patrick's Day, for instance, last month. So go do a, an event there instead of at our office. Um, so I, I'm excited to see what that looks like as we start to add in some more staff and we can do that. Okay. Okay. So b- before we jump ahead and see what else might be next, uh, I, I want to go back, obviously, like you said, your, your number of residents is lower. Uh, it's about to double almost, but <laughs> certainly you were not immune from COVID and, and um, yes. could you just share a little bit about how, your campus, perhaps it even delayed some of the work that was being done. Could, could you share a little bit about how COVID impacted or and or is is even potentially still impacting the Ashland campus? Okay, yeah, that's a great question. Um, for the most part, because our residents live in their own homes at, the, at, at Ashland, we haven't had a direct impact with our residents. We haven't had anybody who's caught it here, thankfully. So we've, we've taken all the, the precautions, of course, we've socially distanced, we've worn masks, um, and actually our residents have been able to be vaccinated as well. And our staff's been offered that as well. But the, the, the hardest thing is everybody's stuck home. Mm-hmm. And so they've, they've, that's been the big thing for me. So we've had these occasional social events um, and it started out in October was our first and we happened to have a beautiful day and we were dedicating our new flagpole that day. We, we had fi- we'd gotten it installed at the office. So we barbecued outside. You know, so we, we've adjusted to, to meet some of these, these changing conditions, but we've tried really hard not to lose our community in the process. Sure. Um, the biggest way we've really faced COVID is our contractor who's building this apartment building is dealing with lead times and expenses that we, we haven't seen before. And he's juggled them like a pro. I, well, he is a pro, but he's done an excellent job with that and very thankful for that. But we've had things that are unexpectedly month and a half late. And they, the answer is just, Oh, it's COVID. It's like a catch all on anything that yes. anything goes wrong. It's COVID. And <laughs> I know they're right. I know that's what's caused it. But we've been, it's just take, taken a lot of very careful management and being very careful about, you know, who we're around and how, how we protect our residents. So we've, we've kept that at the front. Well, and again, as you said, you, you have uh, separate facilities, which makes that a lot easier in your location than some of the others and general uh, nursing homes in general, I guess, from that perspective. Yes. So, so uh, just to stay on that one more, for, for one more moment then, Derek, um, 
obviously April 1st is a great time, uh, not April Fool's Day, obviously, but it's a great time to, you know, the spring, there's a newness of life, there's the warming of temperatures, the greening of grass, all of that that we think of. And so that is how your, your old campus or your, the, the, the recently completed campus will now launch forward, the, the newness, the groundbreaking. Um, was there a delay? You mentioned some of the delays uh, from your contractor. Was the original intent for this to maybe even be as early as last fall or over the winter? Or was it always kind of set as April 1st, but you just had less margin for error? It was originally for March 1st. So we did okay. have a little bit of a delay, but considering everything, not, not too bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good thing that he ordered some of this stuff way well in advance. There were, there were things we started in September and we didn't get them delivered until last month. Uh, okay. So it was, it was that sort of lead times where I was very thankful for, um, PCIs or contractors, I was very thankful for their foresight in some of their site management work. Okay. Well, good. Because that can be, you know, again, your energy, your excitement. Uh, and obviously, obviously there's a lot going on this week, but that can limit some of that, you know, that can take away some of the excitement when there's continual delays. So one month in a building project, that's, that's a good thing. So, <laughs> so obviously the groundbreaking this week, you mentioned a little bit about the, the new facilities going in the, the chapel and all of that, but where, what do you see as next for Ashland campus? How, when all of this is complete, all of this is together. Um, you know, if that's a year and a half from now or longer, whatever that might be, where do you see, what do you see the campus looking like at that point, the opportunities for the campus at that point and or project out three to five years, even if you wish. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm so excited for the next three to five years here in Ashland because one of our biggest promises to people is that we want to care for them. Uh, we, we always like to say we, we, you can, once you move in, we want to keep you there until you go home to heaven, to your permanent home. And I'm excited when we can do that here. So what the biggest thing for me is, is seeing the next levels of care built, um, having that assisted living intermediate care and even skilled nursing available because when you, you just never know when you're gonna need those levels of care. And thankfully, most of the time we have people who are out here, they're absolutely fine. But if, if you do need that next level, I would love it when we can tell them, you don't have to find somewhere else to live. You can just move across the street. I've got a place for you there. And you already know the campus pastor and you know some of the staff and you're already mm -hmm. comfortable here because this is home. And so that's, I mean, that's what I'm so excited about here. Um, and then you can tell the sun's out today and I'm thinking outdoor stuff. But I'm, <laughs> I've, we've got these wonderful ideas of having some parks and walking paths out here. Mm. Um, we stocked our front pond last uh, spring, so I, the fish should be biting pretty soon. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you know, some of those sort of activities, I'm I'm excited to see how those are taken advantage of by our our residents. Uh, right now, they they've been limiting themselves to walking around the loop, our our drive here, which is a nice, safe place to walk. But uh, when Last year, when the weather got really nice, everyone saw somebody would venture out into some of the actual grass and go enjoy exploring what we've got around here. So we'll have some of those opportunities, of course. And then again, with this, 
the, the campus pastor side of things, mm-hmm. uh, not to harp on it too much, but that, that spiritual care is what really sets the Baptist home apart. We know we can care for your physical body and we can make it interesting for you and we can try to entertain you. But one of the really big things, and I'm big on it, and I know the Baptist home in general is, is that just because you get to a certain age or a certain level of, of health, it doesn't mean that God's done with you. I think mm. every one of us has a mission still from God. And it looks different what, whatever stage you're at. But a big part of what the Baptist home is about is helping you to find what your spiritual mission in life is, where you're at, and see what God's still doing with your life. And, you know, sometimes it's just being a good neighbor with somebody who's across the hall from you. Uh, but you never know. God's got you there for a reason. And I'm so excited to start seeing that develop on this campus. Um, you, you see it now, but I think, I think we'll really see that start to develop as we continue to build. And, and more people to be able to interact with and such mm-hmm. as well. Certainly. Certainly. That's wonderful. Well, as we, we move towards the end of this interview then today, Derek, uh, I've asked you several questions, some scripted, some not, but is there anything else that uh, you wish that maybe I'd asked you or just anything else you'd like to share with the audience today? Uh, you know, the, the one thing I was thinking about, and this is totally random here, is too many people delay addressing aging. I, I wish mm-hmm. people would address it earlier. Um, and it, it, it's, it's a difficult topic but there are so many resources out there, but we see, we see this a lot of times where people put off addressing this either with themselves or, or with the loved one, either they haven't prepared their estate plan, their will, um, and, or their legal documents, maybe who's going to care for them with the power of attorney, or they haven't really addressed needing to move somewhere like the Baptist home mm. until they're pretty far along. And, and not to say that there's a specific time each person is different when they're going to be ready to move somewhere, or maybe they never will have to. But if you start addressing that earlier, I think that really helps the process along because if you wait till it's, it's an urgent need and you wait till you're desperate, then, then it makes it a lot harder. And then it just adds that um, level of anxiety to it. It can be a difficult process. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you know that's such a great thing for Missouri Baptist in particular that there is the living aspect, of the the facilities that are available with Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, on that end, and but also the Missouri Baptist Foundation that uh-huh. does a, a lot of that work and and helps with uh, wills and and various end of life documentation type things. So, um, if, for those that are listening, uh, that's. Uh, there's, there's no give back to me. This is, this is all for you. Uh, if, if, if there's uh, any need that you, you need help with, uh, contact the Missouri, uh, Baptist foundation. I think it's mbfn.org. If you need the financial help of planning, uh, obviously the Baptist home.org, uh, if you need, uh, assistance from the facility side and, and living side. So, well, Derek, I, I greatly appreciate uh, your time today and sharing, and again, your excitement. And I obviously, uh, this will air after April 1st. Uh, so I would love to have people praying for that day, but they can pray in retrospect, I guess, but anything else that you would have them, uh, that, that you would request prayer for as we close today? 
mostly it's going to be about April 1st and, and our new residents moving in. A lot of them are juggling a lot of different things and, and we're still putting the sod in. So, uh, you know, a few little details like that that are coming together at the last minute, but we're going to be okay. Um, but then also um, I did have one of my residents um, is in the hospital right now. Okay. If, if you just, if people would just be praying for her and I won't go into any more detail than that, if that's all right with you, but sure. Um, I would sure appreciate that. Thank okay. you. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, again, uh, Derek, this has been a pleasure. Uh, I love the enthusiasm, <laughs> the excitement. Uh, that's pretty common amongst all the uh, administrators that I've I've now had a chance to interview uh, with the Baptist Home. But I, you have a an extra uh, reason for that excitement with everything that's happening later this week. So we wish we wish you well, and uh, I'm sure that people will be praying over that. So um, ho hopefully down the road, we'll have you back on and you can give us a little bit of an update on how things have gone over the last year or so. Well, I'd love that. Thanks. And appreciate talking to you too. Okay. Thank you, sir. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this interview today. Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries has provided Christ-like care to the aging since 1913. To learn more about the biblically informed resources and solutions provided by Baptist Homes and Healthcare Ministries, go to www.thebaptisthome.org. Again, www.thebaptisthome.org. You will find links to previous podcasts, a growing number of church resources, and detailed information about residential and long-term care communities. Until next time, this is your host, Dr. Andy Brams, asking you to be a voice for the aging.